Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin', delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the local agency and soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jake, Jasmine. Why do you always say my name last? I said my name last! Oh, wait, we know. He you said Riley, Jake, Jasmine. And then, we, there's one more person who is after you, which is Isaac. That's true. I've started something. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> I usually just say something kooky or make a noise, but got a, someone to my right who's beef making a manifesto, <laughs> and I made a statement. And the statement I'm going to make now What's is that- name? Remember when I said Great we got to like get this one going? <laughs> yeah. Last We're week, <laughs> we started talking about a movie called The Last Jedi. If you haven't listened to it- if Quick. you haven't watched the movie yet, then it's been what two weeks now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So and this is full of spoilers, and you're listening to part two, which is we're hop to it. In. Snoke dies, part two. So it. that's your spoiler warning. <laughs> so guys, we are left off a of Canto, or have we gone to Canto Bite yet? We're kicking it right off here at Canto Bite. We got to talk about Canto Bite Let's a little to... bit. So a lot of people feel this plot point is superfluous. We, I think we. We talked about it enough that we both came around that we love the Canto Bite plot. We both love it, but yeah. let's get hop into a little thing we like to call the complaint complaint. Yeah, people don't like Canto Bite. It feels superfluous and not needed. I hate when people say... Somebody in the room, by the way, thinks that. I hate when people say that this felt like filler to me. It didn't feel important to the plot. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. I don't well, like I, that. If you go even by... Though you said it several times about the prequels. Did I? I might have. Who knows? Probably. Listen, I'm a known hypocrite. <laughs> Wanted hypocrite. But to me, it's like if if you go by certain criteria for like what deserves to be in a movie, and that it only deserves to be in a movie if it furthers whatever plot you have in your head. Um, that this is like, what are we doing with movies? Then the whole movie, we don't need movies. <laughs> so like, what are we doing going and watching this? Like, th- there's nothing if it's in the movie. And it's a fun, enjoyable scene, and you learn things about the characters, like say, I don't know, learning about Rose and learning about Finn, and how this, what happens on Canto Bite, is going to affect and Finn later in the movie. Feel I feel that, like it's, you know, I think people feel that way because of how short like it was. A, yeah, I know. It's about it time, right? I think it's too short. We don't spend enough time there for people to actually like see what this place is like. I felt differently the second time. The first time I felt that way, and now I feel like that was paced pretty well. I just I, w- I wish would have liked a little bit longer maybe in the casino part I guess yeah. and obviously we've already talked about the aliens and stuff but yes that's my biggest problem <laughs> you know I didn't think it was filler what I hear people say is that this is all based on a lie and if Halda would have just told everybody her plan then we wouldn't have needed to go to Canto Bight and but it's like okay but she didn't and I think there's good if, reason she didn't if everybody said everything that was going to happen in the movie, then we wouldn't have a movie. But also, the entire point If Luke had just that, killed uh, Kylo back in the, you know, way before the movie even happened, then we wouldn't Luke even have had, to do this. If Luke had won the fight against Vader and Empire the, Strikes Back, we wouldn't have to endure it. The Force had impregnated Shmi, we wouldn't have, even have to have Star Wars. Like, the, the, the whole series is based <laughs> hey, on Shmi, this. Hey, get over here. I'll tell you mistake. something. <laughs> to me, the Force. <laughs> I think you can pick... Is that how Force babies are made? Yeah, how you do you it. I want to tell you something. Mother? 
Yeah, he you whispers can, baby in her ear. You can pick so many things out of a movie. Baby? You can pick so many things out of a movie and say this wasn't needed. But it's just like if if it's an interesting moment for a character and if a character makes a mistake, let him make a mistake. Not like just because you yes. sitting in your seat can say this is what Holdo should have done. That, right. It's not what she did. It's or, not a mistake on Ryan Johnson's part. It's a mistake no. on the character's yeah. part. There's and a very not big enough difference. characters in movies make mistakes now. Usually right. it's just this one character in the group that makes a mistake and everybody else has to deal with it. This movie Literally everyone makes a mistake. Everyone it's great. fails. It's almost as if the resistance is a bunch of scrappy people that were banded together because of circumstance and they, they're not the best strategists. No way. And they make mistakes and don't communicate well and have to learn about that. The other it's important... almost like that. I don't know. <laughs> almost. The other important thing we get on Canto Bite is the little kids. Yeah, I have we another get thing. We get too. introduced to some little kids on Canto Bite, some little I thought slave. the little dude was going to go, yippee! <laughs> he did. He went, yahoo! Some it's little, not yippee, though. Some, some little child tired. slaves on Canto Bite. Yeah, and they literally all are slaves. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that little red-headed girl, I'm pretty sure, is Lula from the uh, book that I read. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's I the daughter that got kidnapped and stuff. So the other really important thing is that this we might as well just entitle this episode the complaint complaint Here we because go. we're addressing the know. the backlash hey we liked this movie we love, we it, love it and people can go because you should watch it twice or three times like me so you also learn how the first order is funded and that is really important because i hear a lot of people say we didn't learn anything more about where the first order came from and it's like well we, we kind of do we see this gold robed guy and we learn that their entire organization is funded, or largely funded, by these the, the rich elite from this planet. We learn that both in, of them are. The Resistance yeah, and the First Order. and the Resistance. I'm thinking the Resistance is not getting a ton of money from that place, because they don't have <laughs> yeah. anything. But, yeah, it uh, it's important. And it motivates Finn. His, his journey is embracing the fact that he is a rebel. And seeing the underbelly of this elite planet is an important part of that. And wanting, he even says, this may not have gone according to plan, but at least we hit him where it hurts and made him bleed a little bit. Yeah. And Fathers are also cool. And the song is great. And Riley's wrong. That's a great song. Okay. Speaking of Fathers, I'd like to take a little, uh, take a little knee and talk about animals in this movie. Let's take some knee. And, uh, like the borderline sentience of all the animals in this movie, like they, none of them were like, you, you couldn't talk to him, but it's like they all had like a communication. It's Finn like, did say we need cover, and then the horse ran into cover, which is kind of yeah. impressive. It's like every human had like Ezra power in the Last Jedi to a certain extent. Yeah, true. Um, so no thoughts on the animals. So read what you're going to read. No, Jake. it's like yeah, whatever. It's movies. The creature design was great. We need to talk about Octo. Octo, baby, baby. Luke, no, Ray and Kylo are bonded. They are, what does he say? Their minds are bridged. Yeah. Ezra Bridge. Snoke says. Binded together. They're Ezra Bridge. I feel like that was so weird for me watching it the first time. Not that I didn't like it, but it was not not hard to keep track of, but it was just different. It was very, I liked it. It was yeah. very different. It was different. And I, oh, it's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. And it is very great. interesting for the saga going forward. It actually, like, Come to think of it, remember an empire like, I mean, Vader established that connection with Luke. And so this was just mm -hmm. like, it, it, like everything in this movie was just kind of like 
what we knew about the force but amplified mm-hmm. and so in this we had that connection between two characters amplified to the point where they could basically touch each other like and it's or literally could yeah look like because in the case of that that one moment where like kylo has like rain on his glove when he that's what i was about to play that confused yeah the heck out of me the first that time that was just I think that just continues the theme of this movie of making the Force really weird. And it's like, just... The Force does a lot of weird things in this movie. And it's, like, ambiguous. Like, was part of his consciousness really there if his hand because was wet like that? when Luke walks in the little hut, he sees Kylo. Yeah. Like, from that, his point of view, he sees, he sees me Kylo. Up every time. He blows the hut up, and then Kylo's gone. So it's, like, something physical is happening there. Almost, yeah. Almost like what... Luke is doing later. In I the feel movie. like it's like a dad walking on his daughter and her boyfriend making out or something. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> I got that kind of vibe. When <laughs> Luke walks in, by the way, he has a big smile on his face because remember, we, we can hop around a little bit. He, the thing that just happened with him is that he goes on his little forest rock and communicates with Leia. With Leia, yeah. And he's able to reach out to her, and he comes back. He's looking for Ray. I think to say, you know what. I am going to come back with you. But then he sees her with Kylo. They get this like, big, get he out. walks in, he's smiling, and then he sees them. Ray fights him. And Which then, is a great fight. Oh, my gosh, that fight is cool. Oh my we've jumped gets, ahead, but Yeah, and then when cares? he gets knocked back and stops himself. Oh, of how good is that? Later. And oh, just like so the way he's cool. kind of toying with her, too. And yeah. then she cheats the lightsaber. She cheats with the lightsaber, <laughs> but he is just like, it. that's everything I wanted to see in a Luke fight. I didn't mm-hmm. want to see Luke jump around like a prequel Jedi. With CGI monster, I yeah. wanted, I wanted him to uh, that looked like Mark Hamill, like that mm-hmm. looked as like as fast oh, yeah. as Mark Hamill could move, <laughs> right? But yeah. he did it. He was still so graceful and so skilled in that fight until Ray cheats with the lightsaber. That it was just like, yeah, that's Luke Skywalker can still throw down if he needs to. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't need to. On this, this is also around the point where we get the speech that Luke gives about the Jedi. He says, failure, hypocrisy, hubris. Mm. That's the legacy of the Jedi. How good is that? That speech was another, like, I was stamping the foot because my... With your approval. Yep. The approval was tickling my brainstem. The one thing I would disagree with in that speech is that he says at the height of their power, they were deceived by Darth Sidious and allowed him to form the Empire and all that stuff. I, I would... I would say that they were not at the height of their power. In the current canon, maybe. Yeah, but because of the way... Well, I don't even mean, like, physical power. I just mean the way that they didn't see it happening. Like, I don't know. He wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And also the fact that, like, we don't know exactly when Sidious started to, like, wield his influence... Like with the trade yeah, federation and the in the republic and stuff. I just loved hearing him call him Darth Sidious. That was great. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. That was. You don't hear that name in the original trilogy. Mm-mm. No, you don't. What about um, that cute little scene ooh. where uh, Ray is standing under the Falcon and the rain is like running down yeah, on her, cool. and she smiles so big. Ain't she a doll? <laughs> She's only seen rain like twice in her life now. Yeah, it's like another small character moment that you could miss. Because it mm-hmm. lasts it a second. Time. It lasts a second. But it's like when you see it, you're like, oh, these are, they feel like real people in this movie. Uh-huh. And an important thing was established because she convenes with Kylo again here. And he says, how are you doing this? Yeah. I know it's know. not you. The effort would kill you. <laughs> yeah. Now that's important because guess what? Somebody else does it later <laughs> and it does kill them. <laughs> yeah. And also he mentions that. He can't see her surroundings, but he knows that she can see his. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. Oh, it's just so weird. Mm-hmm. 
which is weird to me because why wouldn't Snoke want Kylo to see where? He doesn't know oh, where she is. He is, but I guess that's it. Maybe yeah. I don't know. He yeah. bridged their minds, but yeah. she's more powerful than him. We need to do something. I'm certain no other podcast will do, <laughs> which is explore the Force in the Last Jedi at some point. Because yeah, we like, do. Yeah, we should have a specific episode dedicated as presented to in the Last Jedi. More time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you have any thoughts on the fact that when Luke is sitting on his rock and he's trying to find Leia? in the forest, the water in that little pool starts reverberating. Is that like amplifying the force? Is that what's kind of like projecting him there? I think he was just showing how strong he is. It was only like sort of like like breaking and shimmering and then that's when it cuts Mm -hmm. to Leia. I just, I don't know. Is it like a conductor like electricity or something? I think it's just a thing. Yeah. You don't think it's like special water? No. (laughs) Was this the scene when Luke's talking about the Jedi? Does he explain like how he... Like, I was Luke Skywalker, like the legend of Luke Skywalker. Yes, this is that. Because that's a significant scene, which we should kind of take a knee on. His three lessons to Rey are all great. Right. That was great, too. Like, that was another thing where I feel like Luke Skywalker was kind of talking to the audience where he was, he said in more or less terms that the Jedi don't own the Force. And that's kind of what they thought. He sounds so great. So and good. this is the lesson to say that when the Jedi die out, the light goes out is vanity. Do you see that? I love that. That's good. That's very good. That what does that mean for the future of these movies? It doesn't mean anything because oh, it, okay. it is well <laughs> at that moment I think you could at that point we're still thinking that the Jedi are going to end, that Luke wants the Jedi right. to end. And when, they, in totally, reality, they totally could with what he said, but I, it's not the, gonna the happen. Jedi will change. The Jedi will end. change. Yes. But yeah, that that I think that was just Luke saying this is why the Jedi need to end because the light continues without the Jedi. Because that's where they failed in the four, was thinking that they were the sole providers of light in the galaxy. He was really they coming, were the yeah. guardians of peace in the yeah. galaxy. Like that's mm-hmm. they, they got so into themselves. Right, yeah. Um oh, so good. Cool. Hey. Good movie. You know who we need to talk about? Because back on old Cantabit, our our heroes have get... bitten. Uh, we've seen the movie. Oh, we've seen it, so now it's have bitten. <laughs> Canto have bitten. That was a joke that Jake and I told each other. And boy, we enjoyed it at the time. She did. <laughs> um, Rose and Finn get uh, taken to jail. They meet Denicio Gel Toro, DJ himself. Great joke. Oh, boy. What I, we, uh, we, we what talked we about think? him. I don't have anything else to say. He made a weird choice to have a stutter. Need a ride. I like it. Again... This feels like a movie with real people. Like and they're, also, they're not... in addition to that, Benicio Del Toro. No, it's not. <laughs> I was about to say, it feels like a literal real Benicio Del Toro. There's movie. real That's people great. and then a cartoon. That's great. This is like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He's a real person. <laughs> I, I just like that it's not just people reading lines. I like when things I get don't, weird. Okay, That's fine, but it's, there's, it's possible so to make a choice that's bad. Sure. That's one of them. I, was I don't okay agree. With it I like it. There were just a couple lines where I couldn't understand what he was saying. I like Which I understand is realistic, but I generally liked his performance. I just thought his stutter was just hilariously terrible. I liked it. It was like but I, is there a single movie other than maybe like the King's Speech where like a stutter isn't laughably bad? I feel no. like actors don't look at people with actual stutters. They just look at other actors who have done stutters in movies. I don't know. 
I don't know. Bad. Yeah, I liked it. It's bad, and he should feel bad. No, I liked it. You're wrong. I don't know. Like he, it felt like people with stutters because I can do it sometimes, and you kind of stutter on a specific syllable in a word. Mm-hmm. It's like he, like instead, he he would he would like make noises and then say the word like need. He go like need. Whatever. I like I like the choice. It's weird. He's. I mean, he's not in the movie that much, so it's not like it ruined. I think he's. I think he's very good. Stutter aside. I he's really, good other I, than that. I like him a lot. He I sells do too. he sells his particular like his physicality is really good. He's Han Solo if he'd never met Luke Skywalker, I almost feel. Like he's he's got the code breaker and stuff, but like he's the Han Solo who didn't join the rebellion. He's just like, now you gotta play washed both sides. Up, washed dirt up bag. dirt bag. If he hadn't fallen in with Luke and Leia, that would be Han. And I, I kinda like that about him. He's mm-hmm. he's just kind of a dirt bag. I I have a feeling he's not dead because I, I feel like he probably got on his ship before the hyperspace thing happened. Do you know what I'm noticing? What? There's a through line here. We don't need to get into it too much. Mm-hmm. Luke, in his way, feels like both sides are bad. Yeah. Kylo feels both sides are bad. DJ feels both sides are bad, but all the heroes have to realize that, no, there is a right side to be on. Yeah. Unless you're the Force, <laughs> then you want that balance. You want both of them there. You want the light and the dark. Right. You rise. You bring one up. You have to bring the other one up. It's just interesting. Very interesting. It'd be like nice dark if, rises and light rises to meet it. Yeah, it'd be nice if uh, that's a good line, by the way. Yeah. It'd be nice if uh, that would stop happening. Seems like yeah. every hundred to a thousand years, this happens. Riley wants the fabric the, of, that holds the universe together to die out and for every, every living thing to fall apart. Our universe is doing fine without it. <laughs> the real world. Yeah. yeah. So you just want Star Wars to be a documentary? No, I'm just like saying. Just if I he lived, wants a documentary now. <laughs> there's there's an interesting point in this old <laughs> video game that I played that I won't mention the name of, but <laughs> they they make a point that to your average citizen in the Star Wars universe, there's like not there's not a noticeable difference between the Jedi and the Sith because when they go to war with each other. The good side and the bad side go to war with each other. It doesn't really matter who's right because the people in the middle are the ones who suffer the most. Well, that's interesting. And that's kind of the theme that they're going with in this movie that you you take the light side, you take the dark side, the, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Where did that come from? <laughs> but, um, like I liked you got, it. You, you got possessed by a theme <laughs> I song. I got possessed by an 80s sitcom. Ooh. Um, but you, Ray gets possessed. Ray gets possessed. Reagan's possessed. Reagan's possessed. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's Reagan. It's interesting. Reagan. <laughs> to most people, there's not a difference between the good guys and the bad guys. Yeah. Anyway, she goes in the cave. Great scene. She gets oh. baptized first. You catch that? Literary. Uh... She can't swim, which I like. You yeah, can, you she's can tell flailing she's around. Like flailing around. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how to swim. Makes she's sense. underwater for like just a split second too long. You're like, ooh, she yeah. doesn't know how to swim. Yep. That scene to me, it's not. I don't. It's not the best scene in the movie for me, but I think it's the most fantastic scene that we've had in Star Wars, and I mean that like in the not like good way, but like like fantastical, imaginative way. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's that's the most it's the artsiest scene that we've had mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Yeah, it's fantastic. It always pulls me out of it though, thinking that she's narrating it. As I it's don't happening. like the narration like aspect, but then it, it comes out of it, and you and she's telling Kylo yeah, the story. Yeah, it it works way better for me in subsequent views. Yeah. yeah, but I just don't, 
like even the second time through i just the first felt time weird. through i was like i yeah i was confused mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me i was confused the first time but i i like i mean it's just like when luke was telling his story or when kyla was telling his story like she's yeah. just telling a story to someone I mean, I had a pretty awesome take that I think will be right about what that cave scene meant, but do you guys have a stab at it too? I think it was... Um... I think she should have started her own acapella group. <laughs> oh, she was right there. You think there. Pitch Perfect 4 is going to be all about mm-hmm. her? Yeah. I think yeah, in Empire, it was, it was trying to tell was trying to tell Luke about his heritage. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think in this movie, it was trying to tell Ray her heritage doesn't matter. I think that's what the Force was doing in this one. Oh, yeah. In, in, in Empire, it matters because Luke needs to know who his father is. Um, so it's trying to tell him even though he doesn't get it. And in this movie, it's, it's, just trying, it's to trying to, to say, Ray, alone. yeah, Ray, you're, you're it. it doesn't matter. I am the host. Uh, what happened next? Well, I think <laughs> people still... wanted to talk more about, do you have anything to say about the mirror scene, Isaac? I think Jake had a thing he wanted to say about the mirror scene. No, not really. Okay, it was fantastic. It was great. I could have. I could have dealt with even more of that. Yeah, no, it was. That's incredible. Like her walking for. Oh man. I guess I would have just liked it to go on for longer without breaking the tension with the narration. I would have liked the audience to be more uncomfortable with I that think scene. The narration made that so sci-fi to me. Because all of a sudden I'm thinking, what is going on here? That she she's like almost in another dimension. Mm-hmm. She's seeing herself. It looks so weird with the delay in her movement. Hey, and you know there's an end to the line. She says, "Hey, attack of the clones. How about that? Think about that for a second. What are you talking about? Bunch of clones with Ray in there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't think about it. The line she says, I wish I could remember it exactly, but she says, I knew there was an, an end to all this because." The snaps come back around to the real Ray. You know, she snaps, it goes yeah, forward. Yeah, I knew there was a way behind. forward. I knew there was, and she's like, I, I knew there was an end to something. Mm-hmm. Great. And then, um, I don't know. It was just, uh, the narration, I think, made me like it even more because it was so weird. Can I get a good weird? It was weird. So I, my theory was that you could read this as a thing of she was born of the Force that when she gets to the very end... Oh, I think what I was saying before is that she may be the one whispering, leading her on her own adventure. Oh, yeah. Was right? that on the podcast or off the podcast? That was on the previous episode. That was okay. on part one of this there last Jedi discussion, as you'll recall from ten minutes ago. I will. When she gets to the end of the line, and she's looking back in the mirror, and she says, and she whispers, show me my parents you do see two shadows come forth and converge into yeah. one. That seems like it could be like the dark side and the light side combining into I, one. I think, yeah. You could read into that You could scene, read I into think. it. That's another thing I think where... it's just the cracks in the glass. Like, because that yeah. glass is all cracked. It's just... It's just... I, like I, I think it's another theories. thing that ryan johnson left open a lot like the things in force awakens that got left open yeah you could go plenty of directions with this thing the apparent direction they went is that she's a nobody who comes from a bunch of loser parents a bunch of them a bunch of them so many (laughs) too she comes from these loser parents and she's a nobody and that's like the the take that this movie gave you they could totally change it up in nine Mm -hmm. with what it actually is but you should call nine change it up in nine that's an okay title. Yeah. Not as good as Death of the Force. Not as good as The Unknown. 
Do we want to talk about the flashbacks that happen with Luke and Kylo? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Okay, this is my my number one observation was how like the from the story told from different perspectives from a certain point like the insane look on Luke's face when it was told from Kylo's perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what he saw. Like that was like just uh, malice. Yeah, like it was like borderline like scary almost looking at Luke's yeah. face. It was something out of a Star Wars Infinities comic, I tell you. <laughs> I wrote two notes on top of each other. <laughs> That'll happen in the dark. But there's one that I really wanted to talk about. There's plenty of times in this movie where someone is telling a story, and it it's a nice symmetry with what Luke says twice. Everything you just said was wrong. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple times, Snoke is one of them, where someone is telling the absolute truth. They're, they're, oh, it's on the elevator up to mm-hmm. Snoke's room. That's later. Should we talk about that later, I guess? It We're, doesn't really have to do with this thing. Making the point. Just, yeah. Okay, so going up the elevator, Kyla says, uh, or Ray says, I've seen your future. Whatever she says there is the absolute truth. It's what happens. She sees him make a decision and turn, and it's and it's what happens. Kyla says, I've, I saw your future, and when the moment comes... Um, you'll stand with me you'll stand with me that happens and Snoke says I can see what's in Kylo's heart he's turning the sword to his enemy that's true yeah Mm -hmm. they're all right in their predictions and I love that about it but they're seeing it a little bit wrong but there's a perspective issue there's a their point of view that they've got wrong Snoke doesn't realize he's the enemy and I think that works that scene works and Kylo can sell that deceit because he's not turning to the light side I think if he had the light in his heart, Snoke would sense that and he would know. But because mm-hmm. his intentions are to kill Snoke and take over, Snoke doesn't realize it because he still senses the dark. He senses that Kylo is about to kill his enemy, and that's good enough for him. He doesn't go any deeper. Everyone tells the truth in this movie, and it's great because it all like that's that's when I wrote in my notes. This is the perfect script because there are so many little connections where everyone's telling the truth. All their perspectives are right, and it all comes together in the end. I'm, I'm swooning. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely swooning. Oh, I love this swooning. movie. <laughs> Silver yeah, Sun Pickup Should have brought my fainting podcast couch. <laughs> I love this what? movie so much. Ah, the fainting podcast couch. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ray gets frustrated, flies away, leaves Luke behind. He That's immediately when that, goes to burn. We both caught this time that she has the books. There's an insert shot after she go. leaves of her closing right. the drawer, and you would never notice it on your first viewing. And Yoda is so clever, because we're going to Yoda now, right? We're going to it goes right I to wrote Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> because he says, Luke's like, um, what about the books? You Because know, he tries to go in and save the books after Yoda sets them on fire. what does Yoda say? He says she has everything she needs from those books with her already. Yep. He knows she, she already has, has the books. She yep. she needs. There's yeah. She, he Yoda she has gets the, the last laugh. I love uh, it. Yoda he, was He literally perfectly. gets the last laugh. He laughs the books. Well, the movie ends with him going... <laughs> so, Yoda. Let's talk Yoda. Yeah, we, we, we must linger here because this, this is like... Favorite like, scene like of the, the movie, as I mentioned in our last episode, possibly one of my favorite scenes of the saga as a whole. I just... I was watching it tonight just with the biggest smile on my face thinking to myself like how much I just love Yoda. I just... He's always been my favorite character. Yoda. Is it me or is there like a... Like a 70 30 split between CGI and puppet. I think it is. Like, there's. I tell you what I think happened here. What happened? They 
just used too much filter on that first shot of him because it looks totally CG. Yeah. But it's and not because when they zoom in, sure. it's clearly a puppet. And yeah. I think they just because obviously they just had a puppet there and they just added a weird blue filter to him in, in post. Yeah. But I think that first shot of him, they added so There's much something blue weird to happening it there. Yeah. that your instinct is like, what? That looks like the Rebels cartoon Yoda. <laughs> Frank Oz does a great job. Yoda's still like kind of crazy Yoda, which the I love. Best kind of Yoda he's, there is. He's laughing after he Yoda in your cup. knocks Luke on the ground and he's like, "I missed you, Skywalker." Like, <laughs> the shot Ugh. of them sitting, shot from the back of them sitting in front of the burning tree. With Yoda's theme happening. It's like how good is that? I oh just overwhelmed. I know. I, I I wanted to bring my fainting podcast couch <laughs> to the theater tonight you know, for that reason. Uh, the fainting podcast couch. You know what they could have done for me. That's probably a bad idea, and it's good that they didn't do it. If you take that shot of their back with the theme going out, and you start to zoom out, and as you zoom out, you see Obi-Wan appear sitting next to him, I think I would have freaked out. Like, That's what if, I thought they were like, going to do. If, even if we didn't hear anything from Obi-Wan, if we just like saw just him appear, that it happened. and you just oh, saw yeah. these three guys hanging out. Did we touch on it last night? <sighs> like it's We, we kind of didn't mention this when we talked about this scene in the first place, but like you... Luke kind of puts Obi-Wan on blast in this movie. Oh, he does. Which is surprising. Yeah. He said, a Jedi trains... Yeah, that's in his Jedi speech. Lying Jedi trains Darth Vader. Yeah. And Ray says, and a Jedi brought him back. Yeah. So, what he says in this speech, I, I think I have the wording right, is that, like, you know, he he's saying, I can't be what Ray needs me to be. And, and Yoda's like, okay, yeah, you lost Ben, but we can't lose Ray too. He gives this amazing speech about how failure, failure is this important teacher. And he says, are we are... Like, Dang it, I was going to say the line. I got it. We are too. what they grow beyond. That is the fate of all Jedi oh. masters. <laughs> you and me, didn't we? I think we made another we hand. We like, looked at each other and held hands. <laughs> Can I correct you? Uh, yeah, but I don't think bit. I got it right. We are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of masters. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. no, yeah, that's it. That is such a great line. That's one of my top five. Well, lines I couldn't. What I couldn't movie. believe was how he nailed Yoda in the script. Like, because the only person to really ever write that character is Lawrence Kasdan. I mean, yeah. other than the prequels, which is has yeah. a very different tone. But the original trilogy Yoda was written a very specific way, and boy, he nailed it. And once again, he just referenced his dying monologue from Return of the Jedi in such a nice way. I, I tell you what I couldn't tell. Is is he saying you did not pass on what you learned, or did you not do what I said to do, which is pass on what I learned? Like his backwards speak confused Look, me. Yoda's hard to understand sometimes. <laughs> That's true. Like Jar Jar, people just, understand him. Actually. I don't know. It's just that was like the type of like nostalgia references I like from Yoda where he's like saying like you're still looking at the horizon and he's like bopping him on the head and like it just not looking what's right in front of your nose. Yeah. Someone in our, our discord said this. Oh, we have a hand in the back. We have two hands in the back. Okay. Question and a concern. Yeah. Do you think that concern the, first, the fact that of life uh, Luke uh, puts Obi-Wan on blast, like you said so much is possibly a reason why they didn't have him hit in the movie. That's why I think I, I think Obi Wan's pumped out. He's like, I'm not going there. That's what made me think of it. I do think maybe that's why like Luke isn't privy to be talking to him at that well, particular moment. Wait till I tell you my episode nine. In canon, do Luke and Obi Wan ever talk after Return of the Jedi on Dagobah? Not in new canon. 
Luke sees him at the end, but they never speak in in new canon, do they? So the no, last the last time they speak, Luke finds out that Obi Wan had been lying to him for years about his like, heritage, mm-hmm. and that he was secretly trying to get him to kill his own dad. Also, Leia is your sister. Like he finds the last time he talks to Obi Wan, it's like it probably feels like a pretty big betrayal. I don't want to think that way because I love Obi Wan so much. Can I tell you a possible thing they could do in episode nine? They could have a huge subplot with Luke entering the netherworld of the Force and confronting Obi-Wan and Vader slash Anakin. I don't want that. And I just wonder coming to grips that. with all these things. My, oh, I come just, on. I, I just want wonder how that would fit into everything else yeah. going Wouldn't on. Wouldn't have to. It's the last episode of the Skywalker far. saga. It could be its own thing. I would rather it be its own thing than be, I'd rather it be in a book thrown or something. into episode nine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Luke's never had his own subplot separate from the main story before. This is different. I, this is different. No. Yoda uses the forest from beyond the grave yeah, and causes freaking storm. That's a big moment because we've never seen a force ghost affect that anyone We've never before. seen a Jedi affect the weather before at all, let alone someone who's dead. <laughs> Well, also, interesting he's part that he uses of the light. force, so anything that lightning. is the yeah. force, mm. he can manipulate. Yeah, it's that's like. a it, it. Did you say it earlier? Someone said it earlier that it's it, that has some pretty big implications for nine. Luke himself said, "No one has ever truly gone." Yeah. Oh, I know. And, and, then, uh, see you around, and then we see a force ghost use the force and affect the real world. I think we're going to get a lot of Luke in episode what 9. What did I just still. freaking tell you? <laughs> Luke's going to have his own subplot about the Force in the right, Netherworld. Right, but he doesn't need to be in the Who's Netherworld. The he here? can be in the real world. He I'm can jump back okay. and forth. <laughs> move it along. Yeah, we got to move it along. Oh, Sub-host. move on. What's, uh, what's going on now records. after Yoda? Well, you got Poe versus Haldo. Poldo. This is... We haven't talked I about Haldo a lot at all. <laughs> I think earlier in the movie, the first time she meets Poe is when I wrote in like giant letters... Dern rules. Didn't you think she was hot, Jake? I heard someone say that. <laughs> what? I ne- didn't say that at all. Oh, oh I did actually. <laughs> in, in our text conversation, but way to bring it up in the show. Yeah, Laura Dern is so attractive. She's, but just I love really like, that first. She should come right out of the Hunger Games movie. Like I don't. The hair's a little weird, I don't but like the purple hair. Whatever. Star Wars. I dig it's it. It's fine, but I don't like. It. I her. Hey, it's fine. Dig it. Her like total. I dismantling dig it. <laughs> That's dig what I it. Her total dismantling of Poe the first time she meets him is a great moment. I love Oh, it's good. I love everything that's she tells it. him. She's like, not commander she, anymore, is it? She, right? oh, I know. And see, that's why it works for me that she didn't tell Poe any of the plans, because the last thing she knew is that Leia had demoted this guy who had gotten all of their bombers and most of their fleet, like their fighters destroyed, like she doesn't need him right then because he's going to mess things up. And, oh, he kind of did. That's yeah. a nice touch from the perspective of, like, Holdo herself because she's not the audience who has been told by the movie that Poe is awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. And so all she knows is what you just said. That's that's one of those things where people are like, well, why doesn't why doesn't Holdo just trust Poe? Obviously, he's a good guy, but not obviously. Obviously, to it's us, because we're out of it. Smart. And even when he's confronting her, flipping over stuff, it's like, right. well, he didn't seem like the most stable guy. Of don't... course, she kicked him off the bridge. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. That's an annoying complaint that people have thrown out there. Ordering's yeah. great. She does She's a cool thing. So good in this. Yeah, I was For a how little... literal her role is. It's good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, she ends up doing that's, a pretty big thing. She does do a huge thing, but that's like... I love when you bring in a really big actor like that to play a tiny role because it adds so much to the movie. Literally, she was a big actor acting with a tiny actor. That's, you know what? She is like a full like six inches taller than Oscar Isaac. It's she was crazy. looking way down. Yeah. She looked like a little baby boy. Uh, can we, if we're going to keep it brief, yeah. we should probably talk about two things before two we things. end it, right? We yeah. should talk about the throne room and we should talk about Crate. Yeah. Throne Room is probably the greatest sequence in the history of Star should, Wars. Should we talk about Throne Room? I guess we should go in order of the plot. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, even today, I was a little bit disappointed that Kyle I, that I knew Kylo was going to stay on the dark side um, because that moment that he cuts Snoke in half, holy and, crap! And the two of them turn back to back with their lightsabers, and it's like it's slow motion for about three seconds. Yeah, and then it kicks in. You see all these weird little things where they're like working together, literally. <sighs> like she like falls back onto his back yes. and pushes off. And like I, I was watching that, and I'm thinking, I need I. Even tonight, I'm like, I want episode nine to be those two doing this for two hours. That every, was fantastic. Every time that that has come up, the slow mo part, the audience goes like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" That is, and that's like a man. That was one of the best like initial viewing experiences. Like just a, a scene, just pick an initial yeah. scene you ever saw, getting to see that for the first time. This is a movie of moments done oh, right. Like there are certain directors who we've talked about before, and I don't want to talk about because Jake loves them. But there are certain <laughs> directors who rely on like moments like that, where you got the, where you have the slow mo and you have this build up, but they're not always earned. <laughs> yeah, this, no, I agree this... that uh, Zack Snyder is not as good as oh, actor as no, Ryan Johnson. Zack Snyder, that's crazy. I would never be talking about him. But you love him a lot. I love him a lot. But <laughs> this movie earns those moments, I think, and. There are such there are some crazy moments where it's just like even knowing what's gonna happen, my heart kind of like drops a little bit, and that's that's the main one right. The there. logistics of Snoke saying he seems impossible to beat. Everything she tries to do, she tries to do the force pull the lightsaber. He flings it back at her head. <laughs> so good. That was great, and you know. She's trying to turn him just internally, and he's like, "You can't turn him." He can like read her mind. Yeah, he just he flings her around the room wherever he wants. So it's just from the audience, you're like, "This is like an unbeatable guy." And yeah. then when he starts like interrogating her, it cuts away, and think it cuts back, and he has all the information. Yeah, yeah. he knows he about Luke wanting to yeah. die and everything. That's a good. Point. I also like it was crazy too. Like Snoke chose a very creepy overtone to tell Ray give me everything a threatening overtone oh yeah <laughs> I kind of want to talk about that yeah just we need to find the right I want to talk about the way that Ray is treated in this thing and it kind of goes along with my prequel take from earlier because Anakin Skywalker is a clear abuser like if you look at real life oh, yeah. men mm -hmm. who abuse their wives he like he like ticks every box and like Anakin emotional does. emotional physical, abuse physical yeah. abuse eventually it always starts as the emotional mm -hmm. but eventually it turns to the physical and i think that was always handled poorly in the prequels and there was a way that you could do it where you could get those themes across without it just like hitting you over the head with it and i think this movie kind of does it because kylo does some very clear things that an abuser would do to his target where he says 
he goes through this whole speech when he's talking about her parents where he says, you come from nothing. You are no one. No one cares about you or whatever he says there. And he's like, you're but not nothing. to me. But not to me. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing a guy does when he's oh, an yeah. abuser. He's like, he breaks them down so that he can be the only thing in their life that brings them that like modicum of comfort. Right. And that's a, and it's, I, I think it was handled a lot better because it's a little more subtle in this than it was in in other yeah and done in other ways i i don't Which know it's it's interesting reminds me we also also should should touch on the fact that ryan i think definitely teased raylo in this like especially <laughs> on the elevator when yeah. ray kind of like is almost like getting into like kiss position the hand touch that they had earlier yeah like, yeah. yeah there's a little tease there it yeah but it, yeah but but by the end of the movie, you can tell that was never really going to be on the table. Oh for yeah, the, I think it. Thing and I cutting back to them yeah. like working together and fighting together. Oh yeah, that was a great moment. It is great because they've said multiple. I think they yeah they've said at this point that they are their equals on the opposite sides. So they balance each other out, and then you also get to yeah. actually see that in action, literally balancing each and other dark. out. Here's what I'm going to say though. Ray used her anger a lot in her first fight against Kylo in The Force Awakens, and yeah. she is like literally like screaming with anger in this fight. Has mm-hmm. just visceral look on her face. She has some lessons to learn still, I think. Yeah, she is. I mean, she did not complete her training. No, well, just she like didn't have Luke to. at Empire Strikes Back. I mean, he's like making grunts and groans while he's fighting Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even in, even in Return of the Jedi, right before he quits fighting and finally learns his lesson, he's he gets angry when yeah. Vader mentions yeah. Leia and everything. So it, he and Ray's kind of in the same situation where she didn't have any training or enough training, and so yeah, there's probably going to be a moment where she finally snaps into what she needs to do. I feel like we've been shortchanging Daisy Ridley in this movie. We've barely talked about Ray at all. She was really good, but in she's this movie. so good in it. I feel like if this like movie were a song, she like got mixed down a couple tracks. Like, from where she was in Force Awakens. It's kind of interesting, because the yeah. two main dudes, Finn and Rey, from Force Awakens, they don't take a backseat, I wouldn't necessarily say, but there are definitely huge swaths of this movie exactly. where they are not right. There. Yeah, I was thinking about this last night. Like, I was trying to th- think in my head of, like, if you're, like, an alien on this planet, and this is, like, the first movie you've seen, like, try to pick out the main character of this movie. And I feel like it's not that easy. Like, I feel like I can think of a counter to any main character bring up. It's kind of like they remade the prequels, like The Phantom Menace, <laughs> and did it yeah. in a way that works. Because that movie is notorious for not having a main character mm-hmm. either. Right. Yeah. Maybe you don't need a main character to make a movie work. You're saying that the movie where the um, main protagonist from a desert planet who's owned by a junk like dealer and has to scrap for a living... And is a really good pilot, but then is swept away on a grand adventure. You're saying that's a lot like the Phantom Menace. I don't know where you're going. And with then this. this movie, I don't get it. Has a lot in common with Attack of the Clones. Wouldn't it just be crazy if they secretly remade the prequels? Hey three? guys, so how do we feel about Snoke? <laughs> are we are we fine with him being dead? Yeah, super fine with him being super dead. Super fine because that's, that's one of the biggest. Fine. That's one of the biggest complaints I've seen is people are really mad. Who's compl- you know who's complaining about that? No, Spinner. is he? Wasn't he? He said he just wanted, I guess he said he wanted to know more about Snoke. Yeah. I think we will eventually. Yeah, in some form or another, we we're going to learn about Snoke. Even though, like, woke Twitter insists Snoke, that we never need to know Snoke a thing Twitter. about Snoke ever. Snoke Twitter. 
Yeah, you're trying to say Snoke Twitter? Yeah, Snoke Twitter. Okay. Um, I'm perfectly fine with not knowing anything about him. Edward Snokedon. I'm fine with I'm fine with learning about him. I'm fine with not learning about him. I'm fine if he's the first dark side force user we see come back as a force ghost. Like I said in the it Discord, I'm I'm glad that this movie isn't making the focus about who Smoke is and what he's doing in his plan. Did you say Smoke? I did say you Smoke. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that it's Kind of reorganizing itself and focusing more on the Skywalker side of the stuff. The, but everyone was quiet for a minute, so I'm going to talk. <laughs> We've never had that long with silence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest knock that I see on the Marvel movies is that they're they have like two memorable villains in the Marvel in the movies, entire yeah. in the entire thing. That's probably fair. It it's was fair. not even a villain sometimes. There you go, Floki. Exactly. <laughs> so that's a totally fair take. I'm also and trying to think of who the other one is, other than Loki. I said two because I was trying to like be generous, but I really can't think of the second one. Just off the top of my head, I really can't. <laughs> Thanos so, is in the trailer of the new one. Yeah, Thanos. Big is, purple thumb. Thanos is around. So I understand <clears throat> that knock because you have a bad guy who is bad for the sake of being bad and evil for the sake of being evil and wants to rule the world because he wants to rule the world. Like that's how a lot of recent movies have been, superhero movies. So to get rid of the guy who is who seems to be bad for the sake of being bad and wanting to destroy things because he wanted to destroy things, getting rid of him and replacing him with this guy who is still very conflicted about what he's doing and is a, played by a great actor. And there's there's just a whole lot going on with Kylo Ren. That Kylo Ren's I'm, the villain we need. He really is. He's a, mm -hmm. he's a villain you can care about. And that means he's going to be a successful villain. He if is you a, can make you if you can make people care about the bad guy. But you're doing he good. is like the perfect twenty seventeen slash fifteen slash eighteen villain. But yeah, back to Snoke though. I, I still, as I mentioned before, I, I, I want to believe that Ryan Johnson, like, silently said to himself, J.J. Abrams, I hated this idea, and so this is why I think of it. <laughs> JJ, this this sucks. I'm gonna <laughs> slice your stupid bad guy in half. But man, he. But the thing with Ryan Johnson is he made Snoke awesome in this movie and then killed him anyway. Yeah, that's how that's how baller Ryan he Johnson is. He made Snoke a really cool character. I was like, from kind of the first scene he was in, I was like, I actually kind of dig his Snoke in this movie. We have we have a Discord fan, Shanmark, who will not agree. I don't think. I don't think she likes Snoke. Well, the good news is, I wish dead. we could talk about her on this show, but unfortunately, Ryan Bullock is still. <laughs> you know game. what? It really is a shame. Shout out to our right. uh, our new fan in Italy. We got to get to old, old crate thing. <laughs> I said shout out to our new fan in Italy. I want to say hi. Oh yeah! Hey, hi. new Italy fan. We don't know you yet. We don't know you at all. Shanmark, we told us that you exist. In Italy. San Marseille. That's Sorry, if this is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Final battle of this movie. Oh gosh! Crate. Good. Ooh. Lord Good. in heaven. They're crate. Good. <laughs> um. Some of the most beautiful stuff in this movie happens on crate, and I mean like just visually beautiful, nice to look at. Oh yeah. Like I'd get a poster of the wide shot. The wide shot. That's what I was about to say. Oh my god. Because like it's it's neat when they're scraping the snow, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is a or not snow, this salt. Yeah. You're like, this is a cool effect. Snoke. When they zoom out and you see the Snoke and you see <laughs> these designs as designs. we talked about on Orb Mantel. <laughs> these designs. And I won't describe what they look like. But you see 
this like insane roadmap of just war that's happening. A couple of them are like the... going in circles. Yes, it's like, it's, it's, so, it's so pretty. It's it's gorgeous looking. And he said that the that's a like one of the first ideas that he had, and he wanted that motif to carry out. And I I wonder if there is some deeper theme of the red underneath the white that I'm not picking up on, other than bottle of red, bottle of white by Elton John. Sounds like. Sounds like something I'm going to see in a YouTube video about five years from now. And they Will it say, be explained like, the symbolism. in yeah. a Star Wars way? <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's 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 probably something there, but it also could just be like red and white look pretty good together. Oh, that's They're true. very contrasting colors. I always thought it was just like blood underneath the skin, basically. I guess. I think they just look they just it good. Looks it looks great. good. I, I, I fully endorse like a director doing something because it looks cool. <laughs> if it was brown and green, it would just it wouldn't it wouldn't look Weren't, as good as red yeah. and white. Weren't you the one who told us Riley like an RPG role is like if it's cool, like <laughs> the rule of cool. The rule of yeah, the rule of cool. Even if it's not in the rule book, if it looks cool, just do it. If you're gonna have a final battle, do it in a really cool place. Not on Starkiller Base. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes. I didn't mean right. it to. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, all yeah. this diddly, diddly, do. I I like the end of Force Awakens, but this last battle is far superior. Oh yeah, it, to I that, have it it. never been more scared in a Star Wars movie than watching the last thirty minutes of this movie because you really crazy. didn't know what could happen. No, you thought Finn was gonna die. I knew you Luke was totally gonna die. thought Finn was gonna die. You I, were spoiled on. I Luke. was spoiled on it. I didn't know how Luke I was gonna die. I wondered what that what what you were spoiled on. I was spoiled on I was spoiled on Luke being dead and I was spoiled on Yoda being in the movie. Those Aww. are the two big two ones. Two pretty great See, things. I, the only thing I saw was the Ray grabbing Kylo's lightsaber. Yeah. I was going to say between Riley and Christina, you two basically made as well not yeah. watch the movie. Christina, <laughs> I know, right? Christina knew that Snoke got killed. So oh, like gosh. between, oh, the, two right, us, yeah. between oh. the two of us, we got spoiled on the whole like oh, the gosh. big moments in this movie. That's insane. I but this whole battle is really great. I love just the rickety Snow. It 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 reminded me of like the planes before the Wright brothers came along. That yeah. they would you know were powered by a guy on a bicycle. Like that's what they were trying to fight the first order with. If I can go back to a theme I mentioned earlier, I think I think in the last episode, I think this is when the resistance turns into the rebellion, right? Because they're using old crappy equipment mm-hmm. that no one wants anymore. They're using whatever they can scrape together to f- try and beat. Which is basically the Empire again, like, it, and this is like this like to me was like odds. This was like yeah. the end of a New Hope more than uh, oh, Force yeah. Awakens was because you have this scrappy. Force little... Awakens was more like the end of Phantom Menace, where it's like the underdogs aren't really the underdogs. Weird. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's, oh my god, it's like they're remaking the prequels. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's just this weird theory I've been working on. But um, Star Wars, if they're Battle of Geonosis, doggone it. It's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, all the dust stuff happening yep. as well. Yep. Anyway, I think they're remaking the prequels with <laughs> yep. the sequel trilogy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, crate's really good. Crate's My, good. The the biggest weakness. There's freaking Walker things on the Battle of Genosis too. Yeah. God dang it. Good big, point. Big giant lasers. Yep. Um, <sighs> Death Star technology. <laughs> ah. Ooh. There's um the the weakest. Thing, joke in the movie to me happens here. And you're wrong about it too. With Luke dressing off his shoulder. I wish there had been like, I know there couldn't be because also it's weird that he's not covered in dust. You think they would have noticed something. Well, he's not He's not there. there. I know, but you think like Kylo would have noticed something. No, he's something. so blinded he by He walks his out rage. of the dust. Actually, that's like... a thing that I noticed about, it was a little continuity thing. It probably would have been too hard to do, but none of the fighters in the uh, like 
ships are covered in dust ever and it's mm-hmm. kind of bothered me a little bit like rose straight up gets blasted by a huge thing of dust and yeah, it's not true. on She's her not or her ship at all also luke kisses leia on the forehead and grabs as a her hand as yeah. a ghost My- but also she's not holding real dice i think leia knows luke isn't there is what I'm trying to get. Yeah. I think she doesn't seem very worried when like the big explosions are happening and everyone else yeah. is worried. I was about to say there's a face she made at one point where I'm like, I think like when I watched it tonight, I'm like, I think she knew. Yeah. I think he can mm-hmm. tell or she can tell that he isn't there, but she can feel him because this is at the very beginning where he started his meditation, where he's probably at his strongest. Yeah. And he could probably do that for Leia. But Ray then and once- Kylo could feel each other. Yeah, so True. they were able yeah. to do that. True. So I think then Good afterwards, point. once he'd been straining himself for a while, then it was more easier to phase through him. My constipation. I was just I about to make wanted a to know. Joke. I wanted to talk about how well, like bleakness is portrayed on crate in that base because, like, you can see like the resistance is they're down, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, and the way that room is lit. Like C three PO, like they can't get all the lights on because yeah. they don't want to waste power. And... It's so. By it's, the way, it's, it's like a good disaster movie, you know, like the the last survivors in a disaster movie. But this is like in Star Wars form almost, where this is like the last of the people that are left, like the good the good people. That this is it. By the way, by the way, by Red Hot, he doesn't Peppers. have much to do, but everything three PO says and does in this movie is great. Mm-hmm. That is true, great, but yes. <laughs> And the o- the opening shot of Crate is this incredibly wide shot of Leia standing stark against that white oh, landscape, yeah. and it with zooms a- in on her with her crazy like her peekaboo scarf peekaboo <laughs> outfits. Yeah, it, that's like the most beautiful shot of Leia that we've ever had, and it was amazing. I started and I bawling to marry the movie with Leia and Luke at that yeah, last I, scene. I, man, I have no idea what they're gonna do. I told you I think it's not my I have an aesthetic oh with Leia with oh. Leia I have no idea we, what, how they're me getting. and Bradley talked about this for like the hour that I drove to your house and we had no real good it's answers it's one of those things I'm very glad I'm not getting paid I heard to uh, figure it out I actually saw on Twitter theory. that like JJ turned in like a pitch to Bob Iger so I'm sure he did he's working on it <laughs> he was hired to be the director this could, this could be the one <laughs> <laughs> what do you think's in that pitch <laughs> <laughs> so um I had something about... Okay. I'm going to give an aesthetic complaint. Complaint. Nitpick corner. J. 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 Which is that... I think that the new resistance technology is too similar to the Rebellion resistance technology. Like, when they're in their ships and stuff and all their screens, when they were in their Rebel base in The Force Awakens, it looked just like Yavin. Mm-hmm. And so when they have this moment of them breaking out the old tech and dusting everything off, it looks exactly the same. And yeah. so it didn't have the cool impact of them breaking out the old stuff because they like were already kind of yeah. using the old stuff. And that that aesthetic choice that J.J made for the first movie kind of ruined that moment. So this is a JJ complaint. I think a, so because yeah. Ryan had to follow that had to follow suit there. Um the other thing with Leia, I have an idea what I think might happen at the beginning of this next movie. Mm. What they well, they could do a really, really big time jump if they wanted and just cut I'm to that kid. For a, I'm hoping up. for a time jump actually. I'll bet they'll do it 
because basically now the only remaining Skywalker bloodline is Kylo, which is interesting. But because it was never, it was never really established how much time, how like because I know you had mentioned stuff before about how long Ray's hyperspace trip was. Mm-hmm. It seems like between the Force Awakens and this movie, like two weeks have passed. It's it, kind of what it feels like. It if, seems if that. like everything leading up to like the blowing up of the uh the car. Mm, the yeah. Like that happened in transit cup. to <laughs> the cup discord. <laughs> yeah, that happened in like her journey up the Jedi steps and everything. Yeah. Now, I I've seen some continuity complaints about how like Ray seems to be there for several days and yet the Resistance subplot seems to take place over eighteen hours, but who cares? I hadn't thought about it till right now, so I'm gonna. I feel like chalk I only that see up. her sleep once, though. I'm gonna chalk so. that up to like Christopher Nolan. It doesn't matter. Rule it of, really doesn't rule matter. Rule of cool. It doesn't matter. It's really cool. What they could do, you know how like in the Incredibles, it opens with like, "We're gonna be late. You're gonna run out of time." And he's doing all this like cool superhero stuff, and then it turns out he's running late for his wedding. Yeah. I feel like they're gonna be on some super cool mission. They're gonna be like, "We gotta get there in time. We're gonna miss it, or we gotta get this to this place." And it's gonna end up being like Leia's funeral or something. And they're going to like the whole opening, whatever, That's- will center around yeah. the morning of her. I do yeah, like do how the they're kind jump, of that's the best way to do it. pushing towards Poe being the new leader, I think, though. Yeah, that's, he's very nice. he very very clearly took the reins mm-hmm. at the end of this movie. Yeah. What are you looking at me for? I yeah. feel I feel good because like good. it's still I feel like confident in my like pick. Like when I first saw Force Awakens, like I think Poe might be my new favorite character of like the new canon. It's like it, it stuck pretty good. Like I still feel pretty confident. Like he's just there's something about him. He's yeah. Okay. He's. He's. What else do we have to talk about? Do, we got to delve into that that final battle, don't we? We haven't talked about oh, yeah. it. We got like the Luke. Luke you're talking and Kylo. about Luke. The Luke. Luke and Kylo. That's, that moment. Genius. When Luke walks out of the hole in the door. <sighs> Boy. In any other movie, that would be the greatest moment. It's just the Snoke moment when Snoke dies. I know. It's hard to top that, but this is like a very close second. I don't know. I think it's my favorite. It's so good. It's oh, it's like and it's like. Also, I love. Yeah, they're like they're so close. (laughs) My favorite character, like ever in cinema, like got this moment. Like that was just pretty cool. And I love walking out of a flaming building. Yeah, you to watch it twice to catch it, and then getting shot ten billion times and just walking out and then dancing off his shoulder, which was a great joke that Riley didn't like. I want to see how I feel about that joke when I watch it in my own house. Like if it. Falls flat when I'm just watching it to chill. And Jokes watch are it. always better when you watch things How alone. How is it so different in your house? I don't know. <laughs> what happens in your house that's so but different? I don't know. I just feel like it's gonna be it's the acoustics. <laughs> her home theater is like crazy off the charts. So good. good guys. She has an IMAX in her house. Like I said earlier, I in the in that moment I wanted to see Luke go crazy and be a Jedi. But they honored Return of the Jedi. They honored Return of the I Jedi, and it was so, the correct choice. It was the correct so, choice. So so scared. Just that entire time, and right when Kylo goes to to run at him, I think my heart stopped for a second. I was so scared. So many brilliant Ooh. just frames in this thing too, because like the way that it's framed when he walks out and it's just him 
kind of in the foreground, starkly against this line of walkers and all the First Order things, and he's just standing there, oh, the heroic. Like gorillas. It's kind of Right. Cool. And they're called gorilla they walkers. Like dogs, no. Are they really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're called gorilla walkers. Ain't well, joking, bud. Hey, they did it. That's, that's tr- they tr- look like gorillas. Real true stuff, life. Bubby. True fact. And then him and Kylo against the sunset on the like red stained battleground. And he's Holy holding the lightsaber hell. like Luke holds the lightsaber. I was about to say that he holds it like Luke holds the lightsaber. Because he, he's Luke. He knows what's up. And then two of like, I, I think I said I have like, I didn't say this. I said it in my heart, in my head. There are five amazing lines in this movie and two of them are said by Luke here. The, uh, the callback to Obi-Wan, if you strike me down in anger... I will always be with you, or something like, like that. Like your yeah. father. Like your father. That's what he says, yeah. He knows, he knows that Kylo is still conflicted, and I think Luke is being a little bit petty in these last moments where he's like sticking the knife in and twisting it a little bit because oh, yeah. he's done I'm trying to save it. this guy. Oh, I'm totally mm-hmm. fine with it, but he's done trying to save this guy, and he's trying to hurt him a little bit, which isn't very Jedi-like. I mean, he tells Leia okay. that before he goes I think he's giving him tough him. love is what I think. But then, like, so that line is great for me. And then the other one is at the very end. See you around, kid. Oh, gosh. Brilliant. Which is what Khan says to him. I know. Mm. And that's, again, a one last Using his dig. father's line. I 3D and printed then... a fainting couch for the podcast. <laughs> when that happened in that moment, and I fell on it. And Luke keeps the dice around for a third little dig at Kylo. Yeah, his consciousness Kylo... hangs onto these dice. I, like, why else would the dice still be I know, there? I Except know. to mess with Kylo and say, hey, remember that time you killed your dad? Here's his dice, <laughs> you little dweeb. <laughs> it's so good. Mm. It's so good. And we have Luke's death, which is just... <laughs> could you ask for a more perfect tear-inducing scene? No. Answer is no, you cannot. Sophie pointed this out earlier. I think we've all thought about it, but the twin sons ending... Where the second son comes into view, and that's when he decides to yes. disappear. Yes. When he sees that second son, he, he waits. Son. The one son is coming up, and he waits until that second son is up and to the, disappear. And the difference is, the difference is between, because in A New Hope, he looks at the twin sons kind of wistfully, but also mournfully, because he's stuck in this place. He wants to be somewhere else. He dies on this rock on an equally isolated planet alone, but he looks and he smiles. With a sense of accomplishment, with a sense that he knows exactly where he's going and you he's done the right thing. I'm getting... It's freaking good. It's I a good for a better scene. Way. I cried like a baby the second time I saw it. I the reason I was so scared watching that final battle was because I did not want Luke to go out like Obi-Wan. fighting. I didn't want him to go out in a battle. Exactly. Or yeah. I want and. This was perfect. I don't know why. I didn't think about it before, but this was wonderful. Yeah, amazing. I when I learned that Luke died in this movie, I was very upset. Yeah. I, I played it off in Discord and everything. Like You it did. Just, I, I did, because I'm just like, it's just something I didn't want to know. But it was a plot spoiler that I did not want to happen. I, I did not so want Luke mad. to die in this movie. No, me neither. Especially I mean, now knowing that... Now, now that I know specifically me that Carrie Fisher is dead. <laughs> yeah, you had that inside scoop. Yeah, <laughs> he was a doctor. I was like, we need Luke in the third movie, and so when I find out that Luke is dying in this movie, I was very upset. But it was that it was done the perfect way. Yeah, I mean, disappearing in front of the suns. Out like uh, this, like b- mildly out of focus shot. Yeah, it looked um, old. It looked like Yoda disappearing. Uh, yeah, like no, flawless. And that's me fainting. 
<laughs> and by the way, his posture. final speech about I'll always be with you just like your father and I am not the last Jedi. Cut to Ray holding the rocks, rocks up. up. And she looks like surprised at what she's done. She's holding out her literal hands. Wrong. She's holding out her literal hand like he told her not to do. She's lifting rocks like he said, you're not going to do matter, that. Yeah. How good is that? Everything... You just Why said do people not like yep. this movie? I don't know. People I, also, so I don't understand good. how you literally have problems in. with their brains, and they need to go to yeah. a doctor. Isaac, do you like this movie more now? I do. Okay. Guys, there's yeah. the thing. I do. It's because Ryan Johnson didn't. He spent two and a half hours on this movie, but none of it was wasted, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. That's a, such a long movie. Could it's, have no wasted dialogue, no wasted screen. It's um, almost as if Ryan Johnson put more thought into this movie than you and your stupid Twitter opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and then after watching it one time, he maybe had a little bit more forethought into it. Almost like you should maybe give it a little chance and go into it with an open mind. Yeah. Oh, one little tiny thing. Phasma's not dead, right? I think no, she's gone. No, right? I don't think so. Don't she seems to fall into a lower deck of the ship. I think killing her was a big moment for Finn. And if and for that alone, she I she is back I was just with a cool scar on her face now. They've been teasing that she was going to have a bigger role in this film. She got, she, a no <laughs> she got a novel and a comic miniseries for crying out loud for one fight scene. Bo you know that how much stuff short. they wrote about Boba Fett? Oh, I know. Like I, I don't know. It's just uh, now that Leia's not around, though. I think are they remaking Phasma's the original trilogy? <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> they're doing. Well, they had Django. They're doing both at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. That's how good it is. Um. Now, there's the cute little scene where everybody's hugging in the Falcon. Ray looks over. So good, man. How freaking good. You got C-3PO and R2. You've got a Porg on BB-8. You got Poe hugging his Abinado friend. Yes. That Kathleen Kennedy was like, hey. Yeah, she's like. You know what I want? I want to see Poe hugging <laughs> my favorite kind of guy, which is this guy. And then. That last wide shot of everyone in the ship. So good. So they good. always end. It's with like the, the ending of a sitcom where like everyone jumps but, up yeah. at the same time. But, but they did but, the same thing where like the penultimate scene of The Force Awakens Captain was Penalta. everybody. Yeah. Was everybody smiling and waving and being happy. But then they ended on this crazy note of Ray handing the lightsaber off. And Ryan Johnson did the same thing. Nice shot of everybody happy. The entire rebellion is boiled down to like ten people on the Falcon. By and the way. I'm dumb. <laughs> and then it Mr. ends. It Dry ends in such an with this way. insane closing scene, which every time I've seen it, I mean, everyone's like, what? "You think it's done? You think it's you think done? It's going to go right to the credits, like the wide shot of everybody." And it keeps going. There's these kids, and then when that kid walks aside and pulls the broom to himself, everyone goes. <gasps> Everyone freaked out. I missed it the first time. You missed him pulling the broom. Yeah. I wasn't sure oh, that I so saw then, it. Like so, then that yeah, probably both didn't times mean very he, much to you. Didn't no, it? not yeah. at all. <laughs> both audiences I've been in, like when that happens, they're like, Gah? yeah. <laughs> I think it was a brilliant choice to have them speaking some other language, and all you understand is Luke Skywalker. Yep, mm -hmm. so good, perfect. The legend of Luke Skywalker is still alive in in increasing hope in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Oh, and guess who maybe inspired them a little bit. Rose and Finn, when they yeah. came on Canto Bite, not ring. pointless. He's got he's got a uh, Rose's ring. Yep. Yeah. And the the rebellions, rebellions are built on hope. Yep. And Riley's starting to cry a little bit. And I am. Luke, Luke Skywalker is uh, an old hope that this galaxy needed. Yeah. The little fellas the holding hope. the broom like a lightsaber. You catch that too. <laughs> little yeah. Little hold the he broom starts like a to lift it up like a lightsaber, and they yeah, cut the credits. Yeah. And you see like this ship. Flying off and kind of like Ray sees a ship. I was like WTH the first time thing. I saw that movie. I saw the last scene. 
where you said that. And the second time, it's it's, it's thrown it's in, better. and it, it's kind of jarring the first time you watch it because it's just like that's that's a weird place to end it. But yeah, well, I, I don't man. think I don't think episode nine is gonna focus around like people like that and rage no, people. No, I think I think that's showing that the rebellion is starting to form again. And I think it's nice, <laughs> even showing if it's just that a little kid showing the audience that it's not just jedi who can use the force like there are people who are strong with people it, have never this. been trained some people can't afford lightsabers so... they have to use a broom exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've just got Social this natural um thing that they can use it and if this had yeah. been like 50 years earlier that kid would have been found by the jedi order mm-hmm. and brought in abused and mentally and abused and, mentally and yeah. trained to sell washers and dryers and... <laughs> final two second thoughts final arguments Questions, uh, comments, we'll concerns? Do I have to go first? I don't yep. want to go first. Concerning arguments? You talk first, I talk first. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the last movie. Okay. That was chemistry at the end. That's great. So cute. Oh. Like, Two seconds like, I'm Ray. So cute. It's like Oscar Isaac's a great actor who can have chemistry with literally anyone. Oh, wait a all the girls are fangirl, like, fangirling over him. All the boys are fangirling. I'm fanboying over him. What's How up? about when... Finn like tucks in Rose and Ray's looking from across the room. That made me sad. A What's bit. going on, oh, guys? That's good. Um, That's good. I think I think Give me Finn some romance in this third one, man. Finn and Ray are gonna end up together. They just I feel like they, they have love each other so much. They really do. I feel it, I was thinking they about think this earlier. Just friends, but mm-mm. I feel like their their love I don't know, it just feels more familial because for both of them, it's like the other one is the f- it's like with a mother or father or a brother or sister. It's like the, literally the first person who ever loved you. Like, and I don't see how that could be a necessarily a romantic connection. So I, I hate that too. Th- yeah. yeah, I hate to say this, but I had this thought that neither of them know their parents. They both have this thing in common, which is they come from a family that they don't know, and it does seem possible to me that they are also brother and sister, like Luke and Leia were brother and sister. Finn and Ray. Yeah, I don't know how genetics work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Worst take of the podcast. Congratulations, you got it. No, I, no. <laughs> They're not brothers. It's not sister. the worst take. Not the worst take of this particular podcast. Okay, this Duel of the Fates being a bad song. All right, That's I'll, I'll admit take. I'll take I'll take worst take. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No, nah, I hope that they have a cool sweeping romance. That's great. Hey, yeah. sweeping romance. That kid I, had I a sweeping like, romance. I, in the room. I just want them to be best buddies forever and never love anyone else. <laughs> like I do, so you don't like, want them to be happy with weird. each I other. Want them to have a, I kind of like that. I do want them to have this like weird, like platonic love where they're roommates, but yeah, not that's kind of the what... thing. Is like I just want everybody to be like super I want good them friends. To be, you remember in the office, like Aaron's like uh, foster brother, who like they're weirdly close. I don't remember no, that. Remember, like Andy I, was sick. And I he stopped went over watching for... at that point in the show, Isaac. Sorry, I want Han and Leia too. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. So Andy was sick one I do night. Too. So Han we and Leia too. I mean, like the number two. They had with, two kids. Turns out Aaron Ray and, foster with brother. Ray and Finn. Ray and Finn like, were their two kids. Yeah, pretty no, close. I'd be okay couple. with it, but I'd also be fine with them just being They're friends and nobody having any romance. If there's a great romance in this sequel trilogy, it's as good as anything, if Andy not better. Andy and was kind of a great romance for a while, but kind of fizzled out. It was not. That was always bad. We got anything else to say here? No, I think we're good, man. I think we have it's a lot late. more to say about the Last Jedi, but yeah, we got to wrap it up yeah. for tonight. We're going to talk about the Last Jedi a lot more. My voice just went away. Oh, yeah. that's good when thing, it's time to go. It's a good thing I'm the host. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're not even close to being done with the Last Jedi because there's a lot going on, and we want to milk it like Luke milked that. Whatever. <laughs> oh, Great. Gosh. 
By the way, I'm glad we can stop talking about blue milk and we can talk about green milk. <laughs> it turns out all the hosts here like like the Last Jedi, all of our studio audience like the Last Jedi. Can I say one last thing? Sure. Um, I've been trying to hold off with ranking this movie because it's so fresh and I can't objectively rank this movie. Certified fresh? Certified fresh. It is that. Among the nine movies we've gotten, I can't. How can I rank it? But when I think about when I think about what I what movie right now I would put above this is in terms of how much I enjoyed watching it and how much I want to watch it again. Yeah. I'm I'm hard pressed to find many Star Wars movies that I would put above this one right now. And um, I and Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm Time jumping on that train with you. Time will right tell, now. It's getting close. I mean it's getting This is a really good movie. There's a lot going on in this movie. I think that it's tough when like a movie like this where like the central character dies in the saga. Like it's hard to put that over something like Empire, where that you just see that character in their prime and their formative years, and nobody has to die. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. And and also, this movie couldn't exist without the previous no, you know, yeah. seven films that came before it. But honestly, just in terms of pure filmmaking, it's right there in the running for the best one. Yeah, and certainly in the running for favorite. Maybe I, who don't maybe like I it sh- are silly. Maybe I shouldn't put it in my favorites but i'm probably going to put it in my best definitely one of the best yeah it's one of the best maybe i shouldn't rank my favorites yet but this is one that i i wonder if i'll pop it on as much because there is so much happening and so much emotional Mm -hmm. baggage with it i watched the ray vision dream in force awakens a lot like sometimes i would just look that scene up and watch it yeah and i think i'm gonna watch the mirror scene even more than i watched that one Mm-hmm. And and you get less information in the mirror scene, but I think I'm it's gonna watch just, like there's just there's cool. so many moments that I think I'm just gonna be like sitting around my house on a Sunday and look up on YouTube that scene mm. where Ray and Kylo fight all the Praetorian guards. <laughs> like it's just there's so much going on in this movie that I want to see over you're, and over again. You're right though, Jake. I don't. I think when this one comes out. I don't know if it's going to be one you can just pop in and watch start to finish. Revenge of the Sith is a movie I love, but I never watch it because it's just a little too much going on, yeah. and it's the culmination of everything. I know that you guys hate that movie, and it is the worst one by all of us on our ranking. So no, ah, uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. But anyway, I I the think that it's the a, uh, table. Just uh, watch. Role. That's right. Just watch the remake of Attack of the Clones. It's called The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I will. Flawless theory that holds together really well. It kind of It's close. There's it's there's something going on. You're on to something. I'm on to something. You're on to something. They're you're not tired? really remaking the prequels, but they're taking the themes of the prequels and they're doing them. They're taking it's the things like that work in <laughs> Nah. I'm not gonna subscribe to that. I'm gonna give you a tinfoil hat. You're gonna put it on next time and you're just gonna love it. You're gonna all love right. all the movies now. Guys <laughs> Hey, this is it. We did it. I love the show. I'm sure our host of the show. <laughs> I'm sure We like the last Jedi, but we more. love our show. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> And, and the things that we love in our life go this show, The Last Jedi, and then our listeners. That's right. Our listeners are in a solid third. But if you want to interact with our show, number three, then subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. <laughs> Review so we can relieve uh, Ryan Bullock. Ryan Bullock Ryan Ryan. Yeah. If you want to go at Grandma talking on Twitter, we'll interact <laughs> with you. I'm at IREC, at Riles Bowman, at Jacob Kreitz. At mystery handle. Riley is at home wreck. <laughs> if you get on Discord, I'll talk to you. My own home. What's Discord? Discord. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. That As cord. people put their jackets on, that means it's time to wrap things up. <laughs> this has been 
a delicately curated long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to The Last Jedi, brought to you in this weekly increment by the loquacious, Slower. yet soothing so voices of your hosts, Riley. See you around, kids. Jake. Also that. <laughs> Jasmine. That too. And the last host, Isaac. Bye-bye forever. Hey everyone, brief programming note here at the end of the episode. We're going to be taking a week off, so we won't be here next Sunday, but we're going to be coming back on the 7th, January 7th, in the new year, with something. I don't know what it's going to be, but there will be something there. We just didn't want you to think that we were dead. So, that's it. Enjoy the dumb bloopers, and have a great day. Goodbye. Sorry, I just kicked somebody. You just touched my foot. And it was oh, weird. no. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's who? My wife. That's his, his wife. His wife. Your foot. <laughs> my bad. Um. <laughs> hey, Moss. Hey, Moss. So. Pizza place. Two guys in a pizza place. Two girls and a guy's in a pizza place. Sounds like some videos you could watch if you wanted to. Turn it into Isaac. Where I'm just saying things <laughs> before. I'm just turning into Isaac where I say things before I think about them and then I make a weird face. Fat association. At what I say. Yeah. <laughs>